Hi everyone, it is Hazel and welcome back to another uh, No Stupid Questions podcast. Um, I'm two weeks overdue, I think, for a podcast, so it's a quiet night in the dorm. My roommate is studying with a friend, so I was like, okay, this is the perfect time to record. I Hopefully I'm not talking weird. I'm trying to keep this pimple patch that's on my chin from like falling off whatever and then also when I talk like professionally I don't know like talking into a mic I like do the nervous smiling thing at least until I get comfortable because every time I turn on the record button I get so nervous but I do this like nervous smiling thing so hopefully it doesn't sound weird but I am like genuinely positive that it probably does okay I've been approached wondering people have been wondering like when is your when is your next podcast coming out and I've had to tell them I'm really busy I have like back-to-back tests like I low-key got sick stuff was going crazy and I've been really tired because I've been increasing how much I've been going to the gym recently um, and sleep repairs muscles so I've been sleeping a lot but it's a Friday night and yes I am in <laughs> um, and I need to get this podcast episode out. Okay, let's get started. So as you can tell by the title of this episode, today we're going to be talking about um, what to do when you feel a little bit overwhelmed with school, with academics, with work, with life. Um, I don't know where you guys are, but I am about a month away from midterms. And if you go to my school and that made you start tweaking, don't worry. I've already tweaked about it. We are a month away from midterms. It does not feel like that at all. It feels like we just started, so we should not be that far into the school year. I barely know enough to say I can pass one test. Like, this is crazy. And because this is a shorter couple of months, like semester-wise, the semester is shorter than the first semester, and I'm taking really just a little bit more advanced course load this semester. I'm taking chemistry and biology at the same time. And then the Spanish I'm taking, like the teacher has not said one word in English since we started. And I genuinely catch 30% of what he's saying. So um, yeah, definitely a a tougher course load uh, this semester. But I already was like, it feels like they're turning up the heat so, so high already. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I guess this is, this is college. I guess this is college. Like first semester was like me dipping my toe in the water, but this is them putting me all the way in. And I was starting to feel really overwhelmed. I remember the first week I got back, if you could see all the texts I was sending to my parents and my friends, just lamenting and complaining about how tired I was. I felt like I was so like I was beat down. I felt like I got hit by a car, a bus, even uh, Regina George <laughs> style. Like I felt like I got hit by a bus. I was just like lethargic and groggy. And I was like, oh, this cannot be a trend for the rest of the month. Talkless of the rest of the semester or I'm not going to get anything done. I'm not going to perform optimally. And I re- this is 2024.0. So this is not the year to be slacking. This is not the year to be tired, but I felt like I was. So today I'm going to talk to you about the things that I have been doing recently to try and improve myself, and hopefully this helps you guys if you're feeling overwhelmed with school, because I know that the heat is on. 
the heat is on. Trust me, I feel it. So if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed with your academic course load or you're working or just like life in general just seems to really be hitting you, um, you never know what it could be. But I'm going to try to cover all areas and hopefully like one or two of these things sticks out. And it's like, okay, I could try and do that. Not even try. Don't say try. Be like, okay, I can do that. I could like schedule that into my week and you'll just see so much more improvement in your performance in how you think in just like how you approach life. And I just think that that makes such a huge difference in everything that you do. Okay, let's get into it. So the first thing that I've been doing to kind of combat academic overwhelm in my life is um, eating breakfast. Now y'all may just have seen, I think I just recently posted a video of all the food I've been eating at the dining hall. I've been told that people want me to make that bagel for them. Guys, the bagel, oh my gosh. I, okay, shout out to, first of all, this is one of my best friends. This is my pookie wookie bear. His name is Robert Buss. He's a first year biology major. Uh, on the pre-med track, obviously, because I can only surround myself with the greats. <laughs> that sounds really bad. Guys, if you're not a pre-med major, you can still be my friend. That was that was not, that was like shade for no reason. Okay. Anyways, I met him through student government. He's in my small group. Um, absolutely love this man. Like love this man. I sat him down and I was like, you are jacked and I admire your dedication to the gym. How do I become like you? And he literally was like, okay, eat this, eat this, eat this, eat that. And I was like, I hate those foods. He was like, I don't care. Eat them. I was like, fine. So <laughs> all week I like went home and I researched and I was like, how am I going to make these foods like actually enjoyable? How do I eat them? Right? So I wrote everything down. I started piecing stuff together. The bagel was born out of his idea to go to the salad bar. And he was like, literally everything at the salad bar you can and should be eating. And I was like, ew. And he was like, Hazel, <laughs> you asked me how to become more muscular. I was like, fine. So I went to the salad bar, marched my little self to the salad bar. Guess what I see? I see cottage cheese. Now I had done some research the night before. Cottage cheese is a healthy fat, right? So I put some cottage cheese on my toasted bagel. And then I marched myself upstairs to the deli and I put tuna salad on there because any type of fish is forward movement. If you're wondering, like, where do I start with eating better protein? Fish. It's always going to be fish. Any type of fish, you're moving in the right direction. So I put some tuna salad on the bagel and then I went back down to the salad bar and I got spinach and arugula, almost threw up, grabbing the spinach and arugula. I'm like shaking, putting it on my plate. There's cucumbers down there. I like put some slices of cucumbers on there, smash the bagel together. I'm like eating it. It's like falling out. My poor friend, Hannah, that was studying with me is like looking to the side every five minutes as I'm like struggling to put the bagel together. But I finished it and it was really good. And I posted it and everybody loved it. So that's what you get. Anyways, so I will be eating the bagel again. But that is, that's the bagel. I'm not gatekeeping because we all pay dining membership here so that's how I made the bagel but I got it off of Pinterest and also shout out to my friend Rob who is literally the goat and I love him anyways the food that you eat very important 
I follow a neuroscientist that who basically was explaining how a low-cal, high-protein diet, especially in the middle of the day between 12 and 3, will optimize your performance for the rest of the day. If you're feeling tired and lethargic, it's because you're not eating properly. And I promise you, I know I make a big deal about food now or whatever. I feel like I make a big deal about something different every week. Like two weeks ago, it was like studying and now it's like food in the gym, whatever. I know I make a big deal about food now. I'm not insane. I eat a sweet treat every day. I go to the dining hall that's right next to my gym. I do not skip a day of the mint chocolate chip ice cream at Joe Frank Harris Dining Commons. That mint chocolate chip ice cream is so good. And then I do put Oreo on top and I do put extra chocolate chips. So yeah, trust and believe I get my sweet treats in. But definitely the foods you eat, especially during the daylight space, like daylight time, is what is making or breaking how you feel, how tired you feel, how energetic you feel, et cetera, et cetera. And then also eating breakfast. You have to eat breakfast. And I'm talking about myself because I was the girl who like convinced myself that she didn't need breakfast. I don't remember eating breakfast at all in high school. And I would justify it by being like, look at how skinny I am. Look at how skinny I am. We don't have time to go into that today, but I had so much like horrible thinking around my body and things like that. We can like I think I could do another episode about it now because I could talk about it. But that's kind of why I'm making a big deal about food is because I really feel free for the first time this year to like eat enough and be okay with it and like feel good about what I'm putting in my body because I I was the type of person who instead of just changing my diet and putting better things in my body I would just like put nothing in my body instead and just yeah (laughs) um so I've been eating all three meals a day and snacks and it makes you so much more productive and so much more focused and you feel less tired because you have glucose ah if I could smack younger hazel on the head um Yeah. Number two thing that I've been doing to kind of like combat how I feel overwhelmed, yada, 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 is intentionally speaking life. I think someone pointed this out to me the other day when we were going to go study together. They were like, Hazel, last semester you were going crazy. And this semester you're so calm because we had a big bio test and everyone's like, throwing up in front of me like not throwing up but like everyone was like freaking out and I was like guys I feel like it's gonna be good like I feel like we know the information like it's gonna be great and one of my friends turns to me and she's like Hazel what happened to the freak out from last semester like if I'm freaking out you need to be freaking out and I was like oh I don't do that anymore (laughs) oh I don't do that anymore I don't cry in the library anymore I don't freak out anymore I don't beat myself up in the bathroom anymore I don't do those stuff anymore. It, I thought it was so funny that like that's literally how people remember me from last semester is like, oh, my gosh, when Hazel is stressed, she starts like going insane. I was like, oh, I don't do that anymore. Um, I have learned that your brain can hear everything you're saying and you're probably like, yeah, 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 whatever. No, no, no. Your like neural pathways can hear. You could tell I'm a neuroscience major. Your neural pathways can hear everything you're saying, good and bad, whether you meant it or not. And when you're intentionally like 
cursing your success and being like, I don't understand this. I feel like I'm not going to understand this. I, this class makes me feel so dumb. Da, 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 da. Oh my gosh. All I've done today is study and I understand nothing. I feel like no matter what I do, no matter how hard I try, I'm still not going to pass this test. Your brain is recording that and you're going to walk into the test with that mindset. And so that's literally why I had to tell that girl, I was like, hey, you can be freaking out, but I personally, I just don't do that anymore. And I know it's really comforting to be sad or be freaked out or be nervous and like have everybody else be doing it with you because it's like a college thing to do. My mom would be so happy if she heard me say this right now because she was telling me all of her semester, she's like, this is not you. You used to be really confident about your schoolwork, but all of a sudden you get to college and now it's trendy to be anxious. It's trendy to be this. It's trendy to be that. And I'm not saying you can't have test anxiety and not saying you can't be like, you know, get those butterflies in your stomach, you know, get tensed up about schoolwork. I'm not saying that. That shows how much you care. I fully support having emotional investment in your work, but I do not support growing into a frenzy and like telling yourself these things. That is not healthy because you're setting yourself up for failure and people don't really realize that. So I no longer do that. I instead um, very calmly speak life over myself and I speak with positive intentions and I'm like, okay, even if I don't understand this now, I'm working to understand it. Um, or, you know, let's say I tried my best to figure it out and I couldn't. I'd be like, okay, what resources can I access that will help me understand it? Could I look this up on online or ask ChatGPT? <laughs> hey, <laughs> no shame, okay? I don't think you should submit ChatGPT's answer, but let it help you get to the solution, right? Should I ask ChatGPT? Who can I call that's taken this class before or that I feel confident that knows the answer, right? What network can I access? Um, is there an office hours I can go to? Is there a professor? Is there an older student I can ask? You know what I mean? When you're freaking out like that, you're shutting down your brain and you're not letting it find the solution to the problem. When you're sitting there with 20 minutes to do an assignment and you're crying and you're like, oh my God, da, 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 you're not letting your brain find the um, solution. Yeah, you may not be able to do an amazing A-worthy assignment in 20 minutes, but how can you at least pass it with those 20 minutes? Help yourself to find the solution. Reach for speaking life, speaking truth, and like setting your brain up, priming yourself for success. That's what I've been doing. And it's really helped. Like I walk into tests, I walk into everything, just kind of like cool, calm and collected, not naive. Yes, please study, please apply yourself, but just kind of chill. You know, the more chill you are, the more chill your brain is. And it just, it locks in. It's amazing what the brain can do. And it is just such a confirmation that I'm supposed to be studying it. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, time blocking. This is something I'm getting into recently. I'm shouting out so many people today. Shout out to my friend, Trey. So basically, we, we make fun of him for this a lot, but he has, oh, Jackson does this too. Okay, none of these people, you're not going to know any of these people. Um, but yeah, I have two friends also from student government. Student government brings out the best people. They have brought the best, most dedicated, smartest, most talented, most hardworking people into my life. But these two young men specifically, 
they're really big on using their Google Calendar to schedule every single area of their life. Now, me personally, I'm a girl, so I have a Notion calendar and I use extra colors because I looked over at Trey's calendar once. Tell me why every single thing was gray. And I was like, oh, no, 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 this is not going to work for me. So I, mine is different shades of pink, obviously. But um, I was really inspired, even though I like Loki roasted him in front of his face. I went home and I was like, huh. He has everything planned. And because he has everything planned, like four months in advance, he can tell us what he can say no to. Like there's internships that he's applying to right now because he's a business major. And so some friends will be like, oh, are you doing this? And he's like, I don't have the capacity to do that because it interferes with X, Y, Z. And I'm like, that is so amazing that you already know what things will interfere with the things that you've already made a priority for. And now you can say no to certain things. You can schedule your priorities in a certain way. Ah! I said, okay, you know what? Uh, (laughs) I said, you know what? Let me humble myself and let me get my stuff together. So I also, I also am on the Google calendar grind. I am a notion calendar girly. So now I basically made this whole calendar. It's got everything. It's got office hours. It's got study time. It's got study with people time, study without people time. I, because I've been making a lot of study content recently, people have been reaching out to me and asking if they want to study with me, if I want to study with them, et cetera, et cetera. I literally am planning everything out three days in advance. I don't let friends hang out with me for the most part, depends on like how close we are. But for the most part, if I'm like scheduling friend time, I try to do it like two to three days in advance. If I've hung out with you, no, I already knew we were going to hang out like two to three days in advance or I had extra time in my schedule. And if I didn't, I sacrificed something else. You know what I mean? Like sleep. Oh, dude, I've been sacrificing so much sleep to to hang out in in the Brumby study rooms. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. I sacrifice sleep. I really like the people that I hang out with. Anyways, but um, yeah, trying to time block and really schedule my day to a T like it's it is a little neurotic looking at first where it's like wow everything she does is in a schedule but it keeps you from like having just this floating gray time where you don't know what you're gonna do with it imagine you have these two hours between one class and another and you're like gosh what do I do and then you sit on your phone me it's me I'm talking about myself You sit on your phone for like two hours and then with the last 30 minutes, you're like, oh my gosh, wait, what can I do with this time? I feel like I'm being so unproductive. Then you come home to your roommate and you're like, gosh, I'm so unproductive. And that's the the speaking death loop and you're literally sitting in it. Instead of allowing yourself to fall into unproductivity and then beating yourself up for it later and feeling all those feelings, try to proactively give yourself, you know, no room to be unproductive in the first place. So I'm like, okay, with those two hours, what can I do to, you know, set myself up for success and make sure that I'm going to get something done? What can I do within these two hours? Oh my gosh, I can go over my bio lecture. Perfect. So I schedule between when I get out of my religion class and before I go to chem, I'm going to go over my bio lecture. Sometimes if it's a warm day, I'll go on a run, right? Or try to go to Ramsey, hit a little workout and eat before I come back to chem class. Something along those lines. But it's already scheduled. I try very, very hard. I'm not perfect, but I'm trying very, very hard not to leave space where I don't know what I'm going to do with that time. There's always something to do. 
I also run a business, so that could be it. Like there's double work, but there's always something to do. And I guarantee you it is not sit on your phone, which leads us to the next thing. Uh, I literally have an app now that blocks my social media. And you're probably like, that's so crazy because you post all the time. I actually schedule all my posts, so got you there. (laughs) (laughs) No, I yeah, it was getting bad. (laughs) And I would like justify it too and be like, no, I'm not even like on it like that. Like I need inspiration. Like I just like need to know like what the latest trends are and stuff. (laughs) So obviously you've peeped, you know, social media, I'm trying to grow it, et cetera, et cetera. Definitely that can make you be on it more. And like I said, it can make you justify being on it more too. Cause I'll literally throw out like, oh, it's my job now. So I like have to be on it. No, you don't. Or there's times when you can be on it where it makes sense. Like the bus ride, for example, from your dorm to that faraway building. That's a great time to like sit on your phone and like look for trends or something like that. So I got an app to limit social media. It's great. It like limits it for like it's Pomodoro time basically. So it's like 25 minutes on so I can work and then five minutes off for a break. It's really, really great. Um, I love it. I also read like I learned this from another neuroscientist. Like when you wake up in the morning, if you get on social media first thing and like that's the first thing you do, it shoots your brain from alpha waves all the way up to theta waves. And continuously throughout the day your brain is going to be seeking that dopamine rush and so you're going to keep wanting to get back on your phone keep wanting to get that validation things like that especially now that like I am putting out content so I'm getting I don't want to like make this sound like I'm glazing myself but like you know what I mean like people are noticing my content that are not like my friends or family so it is a definitely a struggle and a temptation to not constantly like try to see if the view count is going up or whatever or like if people are following me and then not unfollowing oh my gosh people will follow me and then a day later unfollow and I'll be like well dang (laughs) um I don't get sad when people unfollow me that's not an issue I don't have comparison problems like that's never been an issue I just like to see the numbers like I like to see what's working what people respond to I find it like to be like a game like a science but I have a degree that I need to get. I have grades that I need to get. I have things that I need to turn in. I have a life that I need to attend to. So limiting social media, especially in the morning, has been something I'm trying to do. And it really makes you less tired because going back to the brain waves, it allows your brain to wake up in a normal progression to where your brain is actually awake and not like fake awake. When you go on your phone first thing in the morning, your brain shoots awake But then it needs that high dopamine rush to stay at the level that it's at. So you think you're at your highest level of being awake, but you're not because you constantly have to maintain it with the thing that got it there. Instead, you need to let your brain like, how do I say it? Gradually reach the higher state of awake, which is theta waves. Yes. I hope that made sense. I'm sorry if it didn't. So things that do that. Um, literally this is, this is all like scientific things that do that is like going through your daily routine, making your bed, things like that. Prayer. Oh my gosh, dude, this is very niche, but my friend, 
one of my friends, she is living in Huntington Beach, California now. So jealous. She's training to be a campus minister, campus missionary with circuit rider experience. This is very niche, like crunchy granola Christian. Like you have to be deep in the lore to know this. But anyways, she's training to be a missionary with circuit riders, which is so exciting. And so she recommended me an audio Bible that was produced by um, and honestly, this is so cool because it's Black History Month, but it was produced by like black and minority um, storytellers. And it like makes the Bible sound like slam poetry. I thought I wasn't going to be a fan of it because I was like, that's really modern. And like, you know, the Bible is like a traditional thing. I personally think they ate. OK, I love my slam poetry Bible. So I turn that on in the morning. It's great. I'm filling my mind with the word. I am filling my mind, first of all, with a way that's going to get myself to the theta waves and a natural progression. Um, I'm not allowing myself to like think bad or things like that, like fill my mind with self-doubt. That's just been the best thing for me. Everyone is going to achieve that state in a different way. You know, not everyone's going to get a slam poetry Bible after this. But if you want to know about the slam poetry Bible, it's called Street Lights. They have a podcast on Spotify and they also have an app. I will put you on. Oh, I love my slam poetry Bible now. Anyways, but that's been something I've been doing just to kind of like block out negative thoughts, doubt, things that come in in the morning. You know what I mean? You just you get up, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed. You're like, oh, it's 7 a.m. and I'm. I have to go to my 8 a.m. lecture and I didn't understand anything from the last lecture and already you're in the negative loop. So I just crack that on and I'm like, let me immerse myself in the truth. So that's what I've been doing. Um, it also keeps me off my phone, like I said, because I'll like put my phone in the corner, put it on in my headphones and then just go through my day. I'm actively working through my routine. I'm slowly waking up. My brain is getting to the theta waves in the most natural way possible. It's great. I highly recommend. I mean, you don't have to do like my slam poetry Bible idea. You can do like a podcast or you can even just like be alone with your own thoughts if you trust yourself not to think negatively. You know what I mean? But don't go on your phone. <laughs> don't go on your phone. Um, literally the best advice I could give you. The last thing I'll say, I'm trying to think of like everything that I've been doing. Oh, this is something else. And I'm sure everyone's noticed. The last thing that I've been doing that has really helped me manage my stress and not be so overwhelmed is working out. Like I said, I'm sure everyone's noticed. I've been on a fitness kick lately. The one thing about me is that I am very open. I'm a very open book. And soon, one day, I'll make money from how open of a book I am. But um, everyone can see my like different hobbies and things like that over time. Even before I was making reels, I was like constantly posting on my Insta stories. People would say they love my like the little outfit of the day things that I used to do. Anyways, I was always yapping, right? So people got to see literally everything. I don't know. I think it's cool. It's like a cool little video diary that you can bring people on. So now people are obviously probably seeing like, oh, Hazel's in this big fitness kick now. She's running, yada, yada, yada. Won't shut up about it. She's eating all this crazy food that no one wants to, in their right mind wants to eat. I posted a plate of like garbanzo beans I only finished half the plate of garbanzo beans. I will be honest with you. That was tough. I probably won't do straight garbanzo beans again, but it's on the list of like good beans. Those and chickpeas are beans that I'm trying to like work into my diet. But yeah, eating all these crazy foods. What's what's that about? What's Hazel's new thing? 
Working out is one of the best ways you can promote oxygen flow to the brain. And that will channel and increase your focus. I think people know this, but some people don't. My mom is the one who taught me about oxygen flow to the brain and working out, getting your heart rate pumping, things like that. When your heart rate's pumping, your blood, your heart has to pump blood faster and the blood is the main uh, agent that carries oxygen to the cells. So getting your heart rate to pump faster brings more oxygen to your cells, your muscles, et cetera, et cetera, and then eventually to your brain. Um, wow. <laughs> that was like a weird little like weird <laughs> I don't know what happened to my voice. I'm sorry, y'all. Let me get back on let me get back on topic. Working out promotes oxygen flow to the brain, and your brain needs oxygen to function at a higher state. So if you're feeling very tired, very lethargic, very overwhelmed, you need to break up how much you're studying with a workout. And it doesn't, you don't need to be Sam Select. I can't stand him, by the way. This is not about that, but I actually can't stand him, okay? But you don't need to be Sam Select to say you work out. You don't need to be anyone to really, to say you're a gym girl. You don't need to be Alex Earl to say you're an influencer. You know what I mean? You don't need to be like the gym girl to be in the gym. I started out in the gym by just going, you know, doing a cute little jog on the incline, marching up on the Stairmaster and calling it a day. And I personally believe that was it was still great for me because i was starting i was building my confidence i was starting to work toward like a real routine as i got more into it i did more research i started to build a routine i started to eat better you know what i mean like this is all a progression but it's quite okay to start at the back on the stairmaster that's okay girl but i think i think any type of movement is important yeah you need to be moving. Absolutely need to find something that you enjoy doing, even if it's a hot girl walk, which not too much because on our campus, our campus is very hilly. Not everybody who listens to this podcast goes to UGA, obviously, but like my campus, very hilly. So you're probably doing the 12, 15, 30, 12, what is the thing? 12, like 12, 10, 30. I don't even know because I don't do it, but you're doing the 12, 10, 30 just by walking to class in the morning with a weight because you got your backpack. But yeah, any type of movement, like intentional movement where you're like, I'm just going to get outside and I'm not going to do work and I'm not thinking about work and I'm not going to work. I'm not going to class. I'm just moving my body for the sake of moving my body. With the weather as it's getting warmer, I highly recommend going outside to do it. But if you have to go inside or go to the gym, that's okay too. Um, Yeah, just any type of Something that will bring the oxygen flow to your brain and just kind of ground you uh, is so important. And it gives you goals. It makes you kind of dedicate yourself to something. And it teaches you a lot about perseverance, discipline, motivation, the things you need to succeed as a student. You'll learn through your workouts. That's why I love running. Because running forces you to learn these things out on the open road. That sounds really dramatic when it's literally just like the behind the stadium. If you ever see me running, I'm like running behind the stadium or whatever and breathing so hard. It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing the way I look when I run, acting like I just fought a world war and it's just climbing the million dollar staircase. But anyways, 
if you go here, you get it, okay? You get it. North Campus is hilly, and I'd be tired. But anyways, it literally teaches you so much about discipline. I've learned so much about myself and what I can push through and accomplish just from running. And then when you sit down to do your work, you're like, okay, I looked at that hill and I said, I can run all this thing up. And I did run all run up. Yeah. Words, vocab. That's right. <laughs> I can run up this entire hill and I did it. So what's making me think I can't read this 15 page research paper? What's making me think I can't sit down and read this 15 page research paper? Or you'd be like, I spent 30 minutes outside today running only didn't check social media once. So I can't sit here and focus on my work and not check social media for 30 minutes. I literally just did that. So you're training your brain to be like, hey, you can actually do this very difficult thing that you don't think you can do. I will show it to you in an environment that's not school. And then when you come back to school, you can use that as evidence and be like, brain, you can't trick me into thinking I'm not productive because look at what I just did. It's, I cannot say enough good things about the gym, working out, running, anything that you want to do to promote movement in your life, cannot say enough good things about it. Everyone in 2024 should push some sort of fitness goal. Highly recommend. It's like all I, my whole personality now, if you can't tell. Well, um, for the sake of not making this episode too long, um, that is all I will share. Those are my tips for how I avoid getting overwhelmed, getting stressed, getting tired, uh, especially this semester taking two science classes. I feel like my brain's about to pop. But as I have proved to myself and I continue to prove to myself every day, I have the capacity. I have the capacity to, I said that twice. I have, yeah, I have the capacity to learn it to hold it, to memorize it, and to apply it. I absolutely was built for this and can do this. And you were too. And you can too. And I encourage you to say stuff like that to yourself every single day. It's it's just amazing what you can really talk yourself into and out of. So, as always, share this episode with a friend. Follow me on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Yap about this episode on social media. Yap about it to your friends. Yap about it to your grandma. Yap about it to everyone. And be on the lookout for another episode of No Stupid Questions. Thank you so much for listening. See you guys soon. Bye-bye.